trade deadline's almost here. Which prospects might get moved and where might they be going? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, freelance baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen. Every single day, we're probably part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Check out Sleeper today. So, the, the trade deadline is coming up soon, and there are... There's a lot of questions, right? Who is going to be a buyer? Who's going to be a seller? There's a whole group of teams in the middle of everything that we don't really know what they're going to do because of the expanded wild card and because of the standings. The Boston Red Sox going into Tuesday's games are 53 and 47. They're two and a half games back. Feels like they're going to be buyers, but they've also got expiring contracts like Adam Duvall. They're about to face the Braves for a couple games. The schedule may not be good for them. Who knows? Seattle. Dead on 50 and 50. They're five and a half games back of the wild card. They're looking for some offense. Again, very dependent on what happens schedule-wise from here to the trade deadline as far as what they do. Cleveland Guardians, 49 and 51, six and a half games back. They need power in that lineup. They have plenty of pitching. They have some rookies throwing, even though Shane Bieber went on the 60-day IL. But it's something where, what do they do? Probably depends on what happens this weekend. The San Diego Padres, 48-53, and 53, six games out of the wild card, but they've got tons of studs, and if they decide to buy, they'll be interested. If they decide to sell, they could change the market with Blake Snell and Josh Hader potentially being available. And the Chicago Cubs, 48-51, and 51, five games back. Really curious what they're going to do here. Cody Bellinger is an obvious option. Marcus Stroman's an obvious option. Both those guys would be top-of-the-market options were they to move, but we don't know if they will or not. In the meantime, there are some teams that we know are going to be buyers, right? The Baltimore Orioles, for instance, 62 and 38. They have the best record of the American League. They've now passed Tampa Bay. They have a two and a half game lead, again, entering Tuesday's action. And we know that Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, we know that Baltimore is going to need pitching. When you look at what they do, They've got a lot of pitchers who have already passed their max innings thrown in a season, and it's just the end of July. So you look at two more months of a season plus postseason, they need reinforcements. They traded for Shintaro Fujinami from the Oakland A's. Wasn't really great as a starter. Looked very good as a reliever. Gives them a guy in the bullpen that can go multiple innings. Take some of the stress not only off of those starters, but also off of some of those relievers like a Bautista, Yinir Cano, guys that have thrown a lot of innings so far this year. They also got called Grayson Rodriguez back up, looked a lot better in his last start than he looked before he went down. Looked like he had much better control of the slider. Interesting, another rotation wrinkle there for the Orioles. Now, if they make a trade, correction, when they make a trade, the question is going to be which approach do they take? They've got a ton of talent that's stacked up there in AAA Norfolk. And there's two different approaches they can take with the guys down there to trade. 
They can center a trade around some of the guys that are on the 40-man roster, but don't necess- aren't at the major league level, because that means they're not really helping the major league team right now, but they're taking a 40-man roster spot that you're going to need for whoever you trade. I can see a scenario where they take some guys like a Joey Ortiz, second baseman, third baseman, shortstop, got a little bit of time this year. Uh, Utility guy, Turin Vavra, maybe he's a piece of a package as well, or some of your extra outfielders down there, Ryan McKenna, Kyle Stowers. They obviously don't necessarily think they're the best options because they've been playing Aaron Hicks, who they signed as a free agent in May, over either of those guys. So maybe they use some of those and do a quantity over quality type of trade where they send three guys off the 40-man roster to go and get one or two pieces to plug into the 40-man roster. The other option is maybe they go and they take guys who have upcoming Rule 5 decisions and are promising prospects and move some of them because they know they have depth behind them. I'm thinking about Heston Kierstad. If you'll remember, uh, first base and outfield option, his career got delayed by a year because he had the myocarditis, the inflammation of the heart muscle, and had to, in essence, take a year off before he got into the minor leagues. They've done everything they could to speed up his development. He went to the Arizona Fall League. He's having a better year. The power has started to come back. He looks uh, to be a very promising prospect again, back into their top, I don't know, five, seven prospects in the system. And since he's Rule 5 eligible this year, maybe they use him as the centerpiece of a package. Or a guy like a Kobe Mayo, stuck to be a first base, third base option. So he's a a corner infielder. Rule 5 decision isn't until next year, but he's been tearing it up in AAA. And it's a scenario where he's going to end up being a little bit, I'm going to say redundant, because you're going to have Gunnar Henderson at third base whenever Jackson Holiday is ready, which the way he's gone, it could be as soon as next year, Jackson Holiday in the bigs. And Kobe Mayo is going to be redundant at third base. And at first base, you've got tons of options, whether it's guys that are already on your roster, like a Ryan O'Hearn, uh, Anthony Santander, who can play first base, or... Heston Kierstad can play first base, and maybe you center the package around a Kobe Mayo or a Heston Kierstad. Either way, it feels like you're looking at probably three or four guys from this AAA roster getting moved simply so that you can add talent at the trade deadline and or clean up, clear up some 40-man roster spots. Another team who I expect in the same division to make some deals because they've said they're going to, whether or not you think it's a good idea, is the New York Yankees. The Yankees are 53 and 47, but they're nine games out of the division lead. They have to be so incredibly mad at some of these other divisions. Like they would be in second place in the AL Central. And at 53 and 47, they would be in like second place in the NL Central, but instead they're in last place in the East. They're only two and a half games out of the wild card, though. They need a lot of stuff and a lot of different positions. They need uh, corner outfielders. They need a catcher. They need arms. I could see them doing a deal, and I'm going to get to this team later, but I could see them doing a deal where they go out, they reach out to the San Francisco Giants. They offer pitching prospect Drew Thorpe, and they get back in return catcher Joey Bart, who it looks like the Giants have moved on. They went to Patrick Bailey. Joey Bart's been doing pretty decently in AAA since he got sent down. 
and they go get one of the giant starters like an Alex Wood or a Sean Manea for Drew Thorpe to try to reinforce multiple options there. Maybe they go and they ask for an outfielder from the Cardinals because the Cardinals have a lot of guys. Maybe it's a Dylan Carlson and they offer a pitching prospect to go out and get an, a corner outfielder, a guy who can play next to Harrison Bader and theoretically when Aaron Judge comes back on the other side across from Aaron Judge. Either way, it really feels like the Yankees are going to have to make a deal. Their two top pitchers would be Chase Hampton and Drew Thorpe. Depending on the size of the deal, I could see Drew Thorpe being a piece that goes out. Uh, If you're trying to get a bigger package, I could see Austin Wells, who was just promoted to AAA, being somebody that goes simply because there's not a lot of belief that he's going to stick as a catcher. The thought is he's going to have to play first base. He's not going to be able to stick behind the plate defensively. And so if that happens, go ahead and move him before uh, that becomes apparent that he's not going to be a catcher. You know, let him continue trying to catch to keep that value up and move him before the rest of the league catches up or if you find a team that feels differently than you about the value of a Austin Wells behind the plate. I don't think they're going to trade a Chase Hampton. I don't think Jason Dominguez is going to move. I don't think Spencer Jones would move. But I could see out of the untouchables, I could see Spencer Jones as the one that potentially got moved simply because they do have a lot of high ceiling outfielders. I still want them to keep Spencer Jones, though. I am a believer in Spencer Jones and what he can do. In just a minute, we're going to keep it in the AL East. And the AL West, we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays and the Texas Rangers. We'll do that next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. But first, today's episode is brought to you in part by Sleeper. If you want the chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. They offer up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. You choose as many as eight players that you like, pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats, home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. If you think Ellie De La Cruz is going to crush another home run, hit more on the homers. If you think Corbin Carroll is going to continue to steal some bags, smash more on the steals. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It is that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals as well. Use promo code Locked On. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Now, terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. They're currently operational in over 30 states, though. So check out Sleeper today. Okay, going back over prospects that could be traded at the trade deadline this year, looking at the Tampa Bay Rays, they're in a really unique position because they started very hot and then they slowed down a little bit. Uh, because they were dealing with pitching injuries. They have a lot of injuries behind on the mound. They've lost some pitchers for the entire year. They've lost some relievers. Something where, obviously, Shane Boz, we knew he wasn't going to be around. He had Tommy John. But Drew Rasmussen had to have an internal br- had to have the internal brace surgery on his elbow in July. Jeffrey Springs, they lost him in April. Josh Fleming, they lost him in May. And this is a team that needs pitchers. And when you look at what they have to trade away, this is a team that always has a logjam of players in AAA and on their 40-man roster. The Durham Bulls is a very good roster, a very competitive team, because there's such great prospects there. And 
they're in a similar situation. Some of these guys are already on the 40-man and have come up. Some of these guys are on the 40-man but have not come up yet. And then there's some of these guys that have pending 40-man decisions. It feels like of your middle infielders in AAA, you've got Jonathan Aranda, you've got Curtis Mead, you've got Oslevis Basabe. It feels like Aranda and Mead are the safest ones to stay in Tampa's system simply because they don't have a long track his track record of trading top 100 prospects. And we haven't seen them make huge splashes at the trade deadline. Like Nelson Cruz was maybe the biggest trade deadline deal they've made in a while. And so it feels like Basabe's a guy that they may choose to move instead. Possibly a guy like a Greg Jones, who is a shortstop and center fielder, is also on the 40-man roster to clear up some spots. Now, it's entirely possible that they do choose to make a move. And I think if they make a, a bigger move than that, there's a couple options they could do. One big option would be if the Padres end up being sellers. You can go out and get Blake Snell, who obviously is familiar with the Rays. Uh, They could go out and get Blake Snell, one of the best performing uh, starters, surprisingly, this year. And then maybe they do some work to try to address catcher. Uh, Francisco Mejia has a sprained knee. Christian Bethencourt hasn't been anything special. And so it's possible that they say, hey, give us Blake Snell. And while you're at it, give us Gary Sanchez. Luis Campisano just came back. It looks like Sanchez is about to lose a starting spot. Give us Gary Sanchez, too. And in return, because they're getting a a Blake Snell, maybe they have to give up a little bit better return. Maybe it's a guy, provided that the medicals check out, it's a guy like Kyle Manzardo. First baseman, we've talked about, doesn't fit that prototypical power profile of a first baseman, but very good defender, very good contact ability. Maybe the Padres want a guy like him back. And the Rays have the ability to part with someone like Kyle Manzardo. Because they drafted Trey Morgan, who's the very he's a very similar profile of really good contact ability, really good defense, not a ton of power. They've got Xavier Isaac, who has absolutely picked it up after they drafted him last year. And then they got a renaissance this year from Yandy Diaz at first base. So it's entirely possible that Tampa does take a bigger swing. Want to get this on the record? Sneaky up trade I like as well is them trading a guy like Luis Patino to the Rangers for Sam Huff. Sam Huff is stuck behind Jonah Heim. He's been raking in AAA because Jonah Heim is, was a starter, I believe it was, was, it, was an all-star for the Rangers behind the plate. Maybe they go out and they say, we want Sam Huff. We're going to take him from AAA, plug him in as a starting catcher at the major league level. I think that's a potentially sneaky trade that would benefit both teams. Speaking of the Rangers, they're another team that needs pitching help. Uh, they obviously, Jacob deGrom, out for the year. We've already seen them trade for Aroldis Chapman. And so they've got Will Smith and Aroldis Chapman in their bullpen. But they've noticed Nathan Eovaldi has done well, but they've struggled with some of these other pitchers in the rotation, whether it's a John Gray, whether it's a, a Dane Dunning, a Martin Perez. They've struggled with some of these guys. So maybe the Rangers go out and make a trade. And if they do make a trade, they're another team that has some high-level talent that could be moved at the deadline that would clear up some 40-man roster spots. Dustin Harris is an outfielder, has the ability to play some corner infield as well. They got him back in 2020 from the Oakland A's, but he's somebody who's on the 40-man roster 
but they have not called him up. Uh, Obviously, you don't necessarily need him in the infield, but they've converted so many middle infielders to outfielders that he's blocked in the outfield as well. Uh, Maybe it's a guy like an Aaron Zavala. We already mentioned Sam Huff. Maybe it's somebody like Justin Foscue, who is raking in the minors, but we know isn't necessarily going to come up because he's constrained to first base and third base, and they've got Josh Young and Nate Lau doing fantastic. And so very much a situation where I could see Justin Foscue, Sam Huff, and then one of those two outfielders being the guys that get traded. Because if you look at the outfielders, you've got Evan Carter on his way. You just went out and drafted Wyatt Langford. You've got him potentially on his way. And so it's a scenario where you can afford to move an outfielder out of your system because you still have two top-tier ones. And then you've got these guys that are blocked by long-term guys at the major league level. And again, they need a bunch of pitchers. So let's see what they do as far as going out and trying to acquire pitching to reinforce not only the bullpen, but the rotation as well so that they have three or four starters that they trust to take the ball once you get into the postseason. In just a minute, we're going to look out west. The Los Angeles Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants. I think there's some deals that can be made here. We'll do that next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. Welcome back into Locked MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Going through some of the prospects that may get traded this year, the Dodgers are in an interesting situation. And it's because they have three rookies in their rotation right now. Uh, Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, Michael Grover, all pitching meaningful games for the Dodgers in July. Julio Urias is your number one right now, and Tony Gonsolin's your number two. And it's because... Walker Buehler still recovering from Tommy John. Clayton Kershaw has been on the IL for a month now with shoulder discomfort. Dustin May had flexor tendon surgery. Noah Syndergaard has been out since June with a blister and no idea when he's going to come back. Ryan Pepio has been out with a strained oblique since March. And you need starting pitching, but you pro- it probably wouldn't hurt to also find a middle infield option. Miguel Rojas has been your shortstop and he is not doing well. And when he's not your shortstop, you end up having guys like Chris Taylor playing shortstop and nothing against Chris Taylor. He's a perfectly great utility guy, but he's a little miscast as a shortstop. So I could see the Dodgers going out and making some deals. And the good news is they have tons of ammunition to do it with. I could see a deal with the Cardinals to go out and get Dylan Carlson. I could see a deal with the Red Sox to go out and get Adam Duvall. And I think in either case, the return there can be a pitcher. Because when you look at this Dodgers system, obviously, what are they strong with? They're strong with pitching. They've got Gavin Stone in AAA. They've got Landon Knack in AAA. Stone is on the 40-man roster. Knack is not. When you go down to AA, they've got Nick Nestrini. They've got Nick Frosso. They've got Kyle Hurt. There was a while where AA Tulsa had the best rotation in all of the minor leagues and possibly better than Oakland's. And so you've got a lot of different options that you can do uh, when it comes to trading. They have two really good catchers that they value in Diego Cartaya and Dalton Rushing. Now, there's a lot of thought that that Dalton Rushing is going to be a first baseman and not a catcher, 
But either way, you've got capital there, and a lot of teams will value a catcher that can contribute on offense, and it appears that both of those guys could do that. I also think another one to watch for is Michael Bush, the infielder. Spent some time up. He's on the 40-man roster. Hasn't had a ton of opportunity to play. So I could see him being moved as well. And I think a good fit here uh, is the St. Louis Cardinals. I could see a deal where you take an outfielder now and an outfielder for later from the Cardinals. So let's say a Dylan Carlson. Let's say a Moises Gomez. Huge power would give you a a dimension that you don't necessarily have in the outfield with this Dodgers team. And maybe you ask him for a shortstop. Maybe you say, hey, give us Paul DeYoung. I believe that's an expiring deal. Give us Paul DeYoung. Maybe they go out and they say, hey, I know you've you've got shortstop options. Maybe we want to ask for a top guy like a Mason Wynn. I doubt they're going to get a guy like that. But I could see them saying, give us Moises Gomez. Give us uh, Dylan Carlson. And maybe give us Jordan Montgomery. And in return for that, We'll give you two of these pitchers, say Stone and Frosso, second baseman Michael Bush, and a catcher, because St. Louis does not love their catchers that they have. Obviously, they spent a bunch of money to sign Wilson Contreras just to take him out of starting at catcher for, what, like two weeks, and then put him back. So I see a great matchup there of a potentially big trade that can help the Cardinals going forward, help them get more pitchers with swing and miss and can help the Dodgers now in their quest to fortify both the rotation and the outfield, as well as give them a dimension in the outfield in the future that they don't have as far as ridiculous power from a corner spot, outside of Mookie Betts, of course. Feels like it's a, it's a slam dunk option there, and a good fit for teams and what they're looking for. I think another option is the San Francisco Giants. And this is one I mentioned earlier, the trade between a possible trade between the Giants and the Yankees, where Joey Bart and either the expiring contract of Alex Wood or the contract with a player option of Manea go to the Yankees and return for a top starting pitcher prospect like a Drew Thorpe. But it's entirely possible when you look at this Giants team that they make moves, again, using some of their AAA strength. You look at, like I said, Joey Bart, Marco Luciano is on that AAA roster, Helio Ramos is out there, and then you look at starting pitching options. Kyle Harrison's not going to be, you're not going to get Kyle Harrison away from San Francisco Giants, and you probably shouldn't, but you've got guys like Sam Helle, you've got Tristan Beck and Keaton Wynn, and then you do have Carson Wisenhunt in AA, who has looked absolutely dominant this year. It's a lefty with a great changeup. And so the Giants have ammunition if they want to go out and they want to get a pitcher and or they want to get another bat to add another dimension to the offense. I think pitcher is probably the more important area to go get. And you can do it while keeping some of your youngsters because your rotation right now, if you are the, if you are the Giants, all five members of your rotation are over the age of 30. And it's something where you worry about them starting to slow down and or to wear out as you get 35-year-old Alex Cobb, 33-year-old Alex Wood, Anthony Descalfani, Ross Stripling. A lot of guys who are a little bit older with the exception of Logan Webb. And so do you go, there's a lot of different options you can do here for who you go out and get. A couple teams we didn't necessarily get to here 
But I think the Philadelphia Phillies are a candidate to go out and get not only a reliever, but a right-handed hitting left fielder. Now that Kyle Schwarber can DH because Bryce Harper is playing first base, you go go get a righty to play left field. I don't know if the Mets are going to make a trade. One, we talked about them being one of the teams that's a question mark. And two, if they'll trade within the division. But I could see Tommy Pham moving from the Mets to the Phillies. I could see the Phillies calling Colorado about Randall Gritchick, who's also been rumored that the Yankees are interested in him as well. And so Colorado could make a combination deal where they say, yes, we'll give you Randall Gritchick and we'll trade a reliever, a Daniel Bard, a Brad Hand maybe. And in return, we're going to get hopefully pitching prospects because we just lost four pitchers to Tommy John in the same week. It's that they had that coupon, the buy three, get one free on Tommy John with Dr. Misner in Texas. So lots of teams we know are going to buy. The Atlanta Braves are a team feels like they're going to buy pitching, whether it's in the bullpen or it's a starter. And Vaughn Grissom, no longer a prospect, absolutely feels like he is a candidate to get moved at the trade deadline because he's fallen behind both Orlando Arcia and Braden Shoemake in the shortstop pecking order. And obviously he's not going to supplant Ozzie Albies at second base. And so Vaughn Grissom feels like a guy who is a pretty good bet if Atlanta has to send out a bigger type of prospect, he's a guy that might get moved. Now, you could also see something like a Spencer Schwellenbach, one of those, a younger, like a, a an older college pitcher, but a guy that is at a lower level because he missed some time because of Tommy John. You can see a guy like him get moved as well. He's looked really impressive this season. Lots of ways this can go. Stay tuned. The Locked On Podcast Network is going to have everything you need to know from the trade deadline. We'll be putting out clips as trades happen, analyzing the prospects that got moved. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, if you have questions for Monday's mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Shows on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us, prospects at gmail.com or drop the questions in our Locked MLB Prospects Discord. Links in the episode description. Links in the show notes. Until tomorrow's show, remember, it's always a great time. 